to the first inaugural episode of Balance Chaos. We're here to help you empower your life, become more connected with the universe, and show you that you have the power within yourself to change and to create whatever it is you desire. I'm Kristen. And I'm Brooke. Uh, Today, our episode, we're going to talk about who we are, because we figure if you're going to listen to us, you might want to know that. And not just be like, who are these two girls talking to us about spiritual stuff? Right. So we're going to go all into our backgrounds, what led us to spirituality, um, how we both developed our careers, how we met each other. Um, So we hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, And also, if you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out to us in uh, the comments or you can find us on Instagram. I am at Common Total Chaos. And I am at Be Well Balanced. Hence the name of the show, right? If you were wondering where that came from, it's our Instagram names combined together. And we talked back and forth about how we should make them be. And yeah, came up with balanced chaos. Because, you know, life is, I have four kids, so there's like a lot of chaos. And I just feel like everyday life is. And we're all striving to be a little more balanced, more connected. Absolutely. So should we start with talking about how we met each other? Yeah, let's do it. Um, How long have we known each other? That's, I mean, I guess, I think it's been about two years now, maybe going on three. Yeah, yeah. About, so about two years. I had heard about you quite a bit before I actually met you. Mm. I just (laughs) showed up (laughs) these strings. (laughs) So a little quick backstory that I am a hairdresser and I worked in a salon with a lot of women who had gone to see Brooke at her energy healing practice. Yes. So she um, would see clients one-on-one and all these girls had seen her and they kept, my one friend Rachel was like, you have got to go. And I was like, all right, I'll go. Uh, at the time I was feeling a little off. It was after my my last baby, my fourth baby. And um, yeah, I just felt like that, okay, that could be cool. I'll go explore it. And I didn't really quite know what you did. I was just about to say, did you know what you were going to (laughs) do? No, no, not really. They just were like, you have to go. And then I, I think she told me, I was one of the first people she told. And then I just sat on it and didn't go see you for a while. Ouch. I know. (laughs) I don't know. I do like to believe that everything's in perfect time. So once you make like the decision to go see a a healer, that's when the healing starts Mm -hmm. because you start to shift. Yes. So did you like it the first time? I did. I always I, say I just went in and cried like the whole entire time. So my, my dad had passed like a year and a half before and then I had this baby who's my only boy and I think I was like just in a state of anxiety and I don't know, just stuff. And so I just came in and just cried. And you don't remember? Oh, right. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Well, what's really funny is she came in and she had this amazing session. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, um, she left. But then a few weeks later, I was at my son's preschool performance. And I saw somebody who looked familiar, which was Kristen. Yeah. And I, like, half-waved. And then she, like, half-waved at me. And I was like, I don't know if I should be waving at her. <laughs> Does she know who I am? <laughs> yeah, we kind of both did the same thing. Like, I'm like, that's her. That's her. <laughs> But, and also, like, the preschool has, like, 20 kids or something. It's really small, so the odds of that were just Yeah, bizarre. that we both take our kids to the same preschool that nobody takes their kids to. And we'd never seen each other before. No. Never. And, yeah, so we were, like, kind of across the room, like, half, like, hey, <laughs> hey hi there. Um, but did, did we even say hi to each other? We, we did. I think we finally, like, laughed and, like, 
Sentai. Okay. okay. Um, then after that, it was like the universe was like, you guys are going to be friends. I'm going to put you together all the time. Yes. And then we ran into each other literally everywhere. And we didn't live technically. Now we live on the same side of town. Yes. But no, we, didn't, we didn't then, though. Yeah. So it didn't matter if I was at like a Target I wouldn't normally go to. I would look up and be in the same aisle as Kristen. Yeah, like, I pretty much every parking lot, there was very few times that I was going to just do errands by myself, and every time I did, there was Brooke. <laughs> Brooke was there. I'm like, oh, hello. Hello again. <laughs> so then we started talking, because Kristen had this amazing idea to do, like, group workshops and meditation, and that was, like, not offered on the scale that you were doing it in yeah. Las Vegas at the time. No. No, I really wanted... You know, we'll go into this later, but I really wanted people to have connection and people to really realize that they were not alone because I think just talking to women all day, they everyone just felt so isolated. And I was like, you guys, I've talked to like five other people that are going through really similar things. If we could all just like get together and talk about this. So, um, yeah, so I had this idea and I actually came to you again in like a session I don't know, capacity. And, <laughs> and I was like, hey, I have this idea. And this was a completely different, I was on a totally different wavelength because I was very excited. And I'm like, I want to do this, I want to do this. And you were like, that sounds fun. I'm glad I encouraged you. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Side note, she does not remember any sessions. sessions. So I was like, during sessions, I'm channeling. So I'm removing my conscious mind and bringing each client what they need for their highest good. So it's usually their spirit guides and their divine guidance talking through me. So after the session, I just blank it out. <laughs> I'll remember a face. Um, I'll look on the calendar and see that I saw you, but, <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. So I had, I've taught in groups for a long time, um, in the hair world. And I was like, I don't want to do that anymore, but I really, I love teaching in groups, but I want to teach people how to like be comfortable with themselves to like get out their feelings and do this. So that's kind of where that idea came from. Um, yeah. yeah. And then we started and then Brooke's like, that sounds good. We should do something together. And I was like, that sounds great. Let's well, do it. <laughs> I need it because I, I have been working with clients predominantly one-on-one -on -one, and I was really good at that, but I was missing the confidence to talk to a group. And I had so many clients asking for more, like, do you do group meditations? Do you do these things? So when Kristen came with the idea and the voice and she was so confident and calm <laughs> that I was like, oh no, this is, this is it. This is why the universe is forcing us to be together in yeah. parking lots. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was kind of like, oh, no wonder we've been bumping into each other 5,000 times because we kind of had this similar thought. So I had done a couple before and then we started doing group work together and that was kind of it. Yeah. And then now here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are sitting <laughs> recording a podcast. Well, now I think it's really funny because neither of us, like every time we get an idea, neither of us goes to do it alone. We both contact each other. We're like, we have this. We're doing it together. <laughs> it's true. Um, I just think things are fun in groups. Oh, right? no, I agree. It's I, just, it's just fun. And I think we think similarly yes. and I, we have an idea and maybe we don't always have it ironed out, but it always works out. It does. Great. And I feel like we're very good yins to each other's yangs. Yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like when I'm tired, she makes me excited. <laughs> when she's tired, I make her excited, like vice versa. We're just yeah. really good at balancing each other's energy out. So it's yeah. been good. It's been good. So now we've been doing, cause you know, COVID and my group stuff that I was so passionate about, <laughs> the universe was like, nope, you can't do that. It's time to pivot. So we've been doing some online group things. Yes, virtual stuff, which then led us to know that, hey, we could do a virtual podcast. Yeah. So yeah. COVID happened so we can manifest this. Yeah, okay. so sorry guys, but you're welcome at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, cool. Yeah, so that's just a little bit about us. So right now we're doing like breath work once a week virtually and these little mini workshops. And yeah. Yeah, so check them out. They are listed on both of our Instagrams yes. weekly. And we'll put like a link at the bottom of this. I, I mean, my tech guy will help us. Yeah, that. we've got a really good tech guy. <laughs> Um, all right. Do you want to go into, let's go into energy. Yeah. And let's do it. Okay. First, I want to, I'm going to ask you some questions about, well, first of all, you're a really good yoga instructor. Yes. Can you tell me what brought you to yoga? Um, so yoga has been, I've been doing yoga since I was, um, in college. I think that was the first yoga class I took and it's, it's kind of age yourself. I I was trying not to, no, just kidding. So I, I was like 18 when I went to college and I'm 35 now, so a lot, almost 20 years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, it's not like I grew up around yoga. I don't know what, I really just had a strong pull to it. So I remember like taking it in my college, like, I don't know, we had this really cool gym with lots of things, but I just took yoga and my, I remember my arms like shaking in Warrior Two, but I just loved it. So I kept coming back and, um, yeah, so then I did Bikram for a little while, and yoga's just been there throughout my whole life. Like, anytime I'm doing something that's difficult or hard, it's, like, brought me back to my center. So that that's why it's so important to me. Um, I wanted to teach it for a long time, and I waited till I was pregnant to, 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 to go to, like, time to take action. Yeah, I was like, all right, so now I'm going to do yoga teacher <laughs> training, and I'm preg- I have three kids at home, and I'm pregnant. So that's, that's kind of what, how that happened. I appreciate her yoga background because she's who got me into yoga. And so after doing yoga with her the last two years, cause I was not a yogi, I was always interested, but never consistent. Um, so then I got my yoga teacher training just to connect with Kristen more. Yeah. So we can teach more yoga together. Um, I kind of want to go into your catalyst for like, what kind of shook you up and made you wake up? So, I mean, I think... Connection spiritually happened through yoga, but I think something that really made me go like, okay, I'm connected, but I'm not maybe putting it into my life, um, was actually living in Norway. So, okay. Well, there's more questions that are going to come from that. (laughs) What brought you to Norway? Um, I just liked it. No, (laughs) um, my husband who we've been married 11 years. We just had our anniversary on the, like, four days ago or something. Hashtag couple goals. Yes. Uh, He's awesome. He is our tech guy. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. We met and he lived in Norway. So I was like, I guess I'm moving to Norway. And yeah, I did. Uh, Can you go into a little more detail about that? (laughs) How long after you met did you move to Norway with our tech guy? (laughs) Um, Okay. So, I mean, this is definitely a little bit of who I am and like following my intuition and my my, uh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Life path. So I, when I met Halstein, I was like, had decided I was very comfortable with being by myself. I had my condo. I had my business. I really didn't feel like I needed anyone. And one of the only things I thought was when I meet someone, I want to make sure he's really into music because I love music and he is. But so we met, he was on a boys trip here uh, with like five guys, it was. We should tell you, we live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh yeah, 
Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he was on a Vegas trip with five guys from Norway. So, I mean, they were having a good old time. And we met, and that was kind of it. So he was here for 10 days. I think we met on the fifth day. We spent the rest of the time together when I wasn't working. And then he left and was like, when are you going to come visit me in Norway? And I thought... I don't even really know you. I don't think I can go to Norway. But then once he left, something told me, like, no, you got to go. And I looked up, he sent me dates. I looked up tickets. I, like, booked it. I remember being like, this is insane, but I'm doing it. I went, I spent 10 days there. Wow. So first trip, 10 days. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's super casual. And you're going to go that You're going to commit, commit. <laughs> why not? So I'm like, I mean, worst case, I'll get to see another country. Right? Okay, no, beautiful. Yeah. I admire your bravery. <laughs> So, yeah, we wrote back and forth to each other. Um, He, like, took me to introduce to his whole family. I don't know. It was crazy. And... Like, on the first day, the fifth day, the tenth day. (laughs) Okay, so we spent the first four days in Oslo, where he lived, which was the city. Which the city is a very, you know, broad term for Norway's biggest city. It's pretty small and cute. Nice. And then we went down to his parents, and I met his mom, his, like, sister-in-law. It was, like, his nephew's christening, so, like, oh, wow. everybody was there. Um, but it was just so comfortable and great, even though I was in a different country, and it just felt so right. So he, I left after that trip, and then I came back to Las Vegas, and then he came back four weeks later. He proposed, and we got married the same day. <laughs> And then I moved six weeks after that. So, yeah. But it worked. She followed her intuition, and 11 years later, they are seriously the cutest. <laughs> and you can tell that they really, really, like, love each other, and you guys still have chemistry. Yes, which I'm very grateful for, because, yeah, he's he's my favorite person. He's just awesome, and Do you I'm like him better so than me? grateful. <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. That's fair. You can, like, your- <laughs> I just sleep with him. So, there's that. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Yeah, but it was, a lot of people were like, you're insane. I think the people who knew me the best were like, this makes sense, which I don't know what that says about me, but (laughs) like my closest friends were like, all right, okay, bye. We'll see you whenever. And um, yeah, so then we moved back here. We lived there for four years and living there, the people there are just so, I don't, like just mellow, I guess. They're not on this like, huge time clock I mean the people who are from the country that live in Oslo like feel like they are I'm like guys you have no idea what like Russian stress feels like because this is magic stores were closed on Sunday you would go and meet a friend and just kind of like sit and I noticed like physically it was hard for me to to sit I was like uh, so where you are we felt going? your body reacting mm-hmm. I had a strong physical reaction and just it was a really good wake-up call of like why am I why do I feel like I can't sit and have a coffee or like people can't come to my house and I need to be like okay you need to go like because I just felt like we were on this I had been on this like hamster wheel of like work home friends you know like everything was very very fast and there it's like I jumped off the wheel and was like hey, what? What <laughs> so what do I do with my time I just I just sit here and I try to learn this foreign language and and also you're I was really in my thoughts for a long time because when I was around people I couldn't understand everything at first uh, so you, I had to be really in my head which then you got to get comfortable in your head right yeah when wow you're, when you're stuck there so it honestly forced you to get to know yourself and hear your higher self or that voice in your head. Absolutely. Like I, 
I felt like that was the biggest period of growth for me just because I was somewhere completely different. Um, I had to be quiet with myself and I met a lot of new people, but I will say everything kind of just worked. Like it was definitely one of those things that was supposed to be there. I found a job and the women who I worked with were like, they were my, I don't know what I would have done without them. They helped me so much and they were also very spiritually connected, which was Uh. Like, it all kind of came into place. Like, one took me to acupuncture. Um, they, they were just, like, these magical, beautiful humans that just kind of fell into my lap. And that's what that whole... All those years were just like that. So that what brought you guys back here? Uh, my dad was sick. Uh, so my parents would come visit me. And I could just tell he wasn't doing well. And there you get a year off for each child. Wow. A year split between the two of you really tough so (laughs) so when we had our second daughter we decided like we'll come to Las Vegas stay for a while he got a leave of absence from work and then we had that year to split between so we knew we'd have at least a year to be here and just kind of I don't know fill it out yeah see if we liked it and then we stayed so <laughs> never went back. So does his job know now that he's left? Yeah, um, <laughs> he, he told them. He did tell them, like, I'm not coming back. So yeah, here we are. Wow, that's a lot. Of uh, of my wait, story. but I still, I, I know, but it's okay. Stay tuned, because um, I want to know the difference when you got here. Did you go right back into that rush, rush, rush mode? Oh, okay. So when I came back, like when we would come back and just visit, I could physically feel everyone and I don't know if I just wasn't in tune with it before or if it was just from being away and being closer to myself but I would come back and we'd be sitting in traffic and I'd be like almost having a panic attack because I hadn't at this point I hadn't learned how really to protect myself um and everything just felt so rushed and I had this that same physical reaction but in a different way right like the same one that I had when I went there where I was like oh I can't do this then I was like oh my gosh this is awful like I just I'm doing like putting my hands over myself because I felt like everyone was on top of me even when we weren't around other people. Wow. Just because of the feeling of, and I think especially Las Vegas, I think um, American culture in general is very fast paced, but because things don't close here, yeah, uh, we just are like on the go, go, go. And so we were basically, when we would travel, we'd go between here and California, same, like lots of people, lots of this. So when we decided, when we were like, okay, we're going to come back, I was like, we can come back. We can do this. Halstein also, my husband, really wanted to live somewhere warmer and wanted to be. So it's not like I was like, come on, let's go back. He was (laughs) like, let's live in Las Vegas where it's sunny all the time and it's hot and there's no snow. So I I was like, if we go back, I really want to keep this culture that we have here of resting on Sundays, going for walks without a purpose because that's not a thing like unless you're going on a hike if we're going for a walk we're going to get something (laughs) um but and like taking time to really be present with our friends and our children and all of that so that was really really important to me and I think it took a couple years in like probably when I came and saw you is when I was back on the hamster wheel and that's why I felt so anxious because I had I knew that I shouldn't feel like that Uh, I knew the difference yeah Knowing that difference is huge. Yeah. Cool. Uh, That's a lot about me. Do you want to talk a little about you? Sure. (laughs) 
I mean, we can I come just back. like to do an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about you. <laughs> so I came. I'm like, I'll tell you more about me later. <laughs> I joke that I can like talk for four hours, so I'm just trying to prove that. Um, <laughs> I'm just so used to listening to people in one hour sessions. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I came to you in your energy practice and all these people had told me like, Brooke's amazing. Brooke's amazing. How did you get this? First of all, how'd you get that reputation? Like, how do you feel like that even happened? Um, a lot of things, but energy work is definitely my passion. So I do feel like where intention goes, energy flows. And I think it shows in my business. Um, but getting to energy work was not a beautiful journey. (laughs) Um, so I've always been able to feel people and I've always had gifts of like feeling and being a medium, those types of things, but it was really, wait, 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 what do you mean? So being a medium, like how we hear that all the time, but like, how do you know that you're a medium? Okay. So a medium is somebody who channels. So that means I can talk to other spirits, beings, energy. I can feel it, see it and hear it. Um, I learned this at a very young age. So my mom recalls me being like four and five and being like this man sitting on the edge of my bed. And so they would, ghosts really would come to me and I would tell my mom things they were saying. And she would always ask me like, are they trying to hurt you? Are they mean? They never were, but I was still terrified because I was. Was your mom like open to this stuff or was she like, what the hell is happening? Well, I know she's going to listen to this. (laughs) So, um, you don't have to answer that if you don't want to, we can edit that out. Now she claims that she was doing the best she could to support me. My perception of it then was that she kind of shut it down and I felt stuck and scared. Okay. But I will say she was great because this man that would sit on my bed, um, I didn't want to sleep by myself. So she got me and my brother, she put bunk beds in my brother's room and was like, okay, you guys can sleep together. And then as he didn't want me to sleep with him, there were nights she would come sleep with me. So she was, she was trying to... I mean, she probably was just like, I mean, obviously I'm very, like if one of my kids came to me with that, I'd be like, oh, okay. But like, if you're, I think if I said that to my mom, she would be like, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, So I can imagine that that would be kind of shocking if you weren't open to it. Yeah. Well, then she started feeling things too, that she admits now. And she, she wasn't open to it. She started feeling things. And then she, she always believed me. I'll give her that. Okay. Like she always believed me. Um, but I didn't use, so that was like childhood stuff. Teens, I would see things, but it wasn't until my early twenties till I was seeing a spirit that was actually triggering. It was bothering me. I had empowered myself and learned to get things to go away that I didn't want around me. And this particular one would not leave. Um, and so finally I was talking to a girl I was working with and she was like, you need to go see this healer lady. And I was like, not into it at all. And I was like, well, if she can make the ghost go away, I'll try it. Cause my other option was I'm schizophrenic and I need to go talk to someone yeah. and I'm going to be locked into a room is what okay. I thought. Fear. Fear. Uh, fear. <laughs> Lots of fear. So I, um, which I can imagine in your twenties cause it's not like that's what people are talking about. It's no. like, do you want to go to the bar? Like, no, I gotta like <laughs> deal with this guy got this ghost that's following me. So I think I'll just stay. Um, I would actually go to the bar because drinking was, was the only way. Or go to the bar and like drink a lot. Yes. <laughs> So, um, I went to this lady, she instructed me that this ghost was actually a spirit guide, which we'll go into that in another podcast. I, I reference yes. spirit guides a lot. Um, and this was one of my spirit guides. She said, revealing my purpose to me. And once I found that purpose or gotten alignment with that direction, it would leave me alone. 
And I thought she was crazy, and I was like, okay, cool. Went home. <laughs> cool, ladies. And the ghost was actually gone after that. So then I was like, crap. Now I have to go back to her and ask. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that lady ended up becoming my mentor, and she was amazing. Um, she helped me learn about, like, the gifts that I had. So, like, hearing things, the colors around people. They were called auras, which I had never known, but I had always seen, seen them. Um, and then she taught me how to connect with spirits and call them in when I wanted to, so I'd have more control, less about when they just wanted to shock the hell out of me. And they're like, hey, I'm on your bed, what <laughs> yeah. are you doing? Um, wake up. <laughs> so I'm very grateful for that, but that's kind of what led me into realizing, okay, I, I am a medium, I'm not crazy, I do have a gift, like, it's okay. Okay. And then the catalyst for my real spiritual journey was my son's dad. It was not the most positive relationship. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Very toxic. I got pregnant very soon after meeting. Um, I didn't plan on being with him. I love my son. Grateful for my son. Um, but we ended three months after my son was born, and it was his dad had some addiction issues he had to deal with. But all I kept asking myself was, how did I attract this into my life? Like, why is this here? Like, how did I attract something so toxic out of nowhere seemingly yeah um but after learning and digging deeper and healing my inner child it was it was definitely there for a reason (laughs) (laughs) um and it really woke me up and led me uh my parents tried to give me this story and it wasn't their fault they were being kind but I was a single mom and they were really like driving the single mom thing into me like oh you're a single mom like and kind of telling the story of struggle and I was like no that's not my story I'm not going to be this starving struggling single mom and I have these gifts. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work it. I'm gonna be successful, and I'm gonna make it. And so I just decided to take my reality into my own hands, and I woke up and I did it. That's so awesome. It is crazy the stories that we like pick up from our parents, and then we really have to like be mindful of, hey, I don't. That's not what I want. Yeah, why that's not I, my truth. Why am I doing this? Um, okay, so you woke up, and then. Suddenly you have business? Or? No. Okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, so I, did, I went to school and everything, um, but I had finished college in 2013, and then I got pregnant in 2014. And I call the year between college and pregnancy, that was my YOLO year. I was just having fun, <laughs> trying not to have a career. Like, I was still cocktailing, making money cocktailing. Then I got pregnant. So once I got pregnant, I was already seeing clients, like, from my house one-on-one, but it was mostly friends and people I knew. Okay. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to work all these weird hours in Las Vegas cocktailing. I don't want to leave my baby. Like, yeah. I need to really act on this. And so, honestly, I just started, like, especially with my friends, who I'm very grateful for. But I would just be like, look, come to my house. I have this setup. Let me touch you and read your energy, and you'll see what I'm doing. And I would talk about it with every single person who would listen to me. So, which is probably really annoying, but whatever. Uh, hey, and, talk about <laughs> so my friends finally started, like, listening to me and coming to me and then they would feel better and so then they started telling people um and then I really started using prayer so I was like you know what I want to grow this business word of mouth like I know I can do it I feel empowered so I pray for it and then it just literally skyrocketed from there I uh took a risk um took my business out of my house rented a space and it's funny because I journaled and I was like I need to have at least five clients a week now I have at least five clients a day so it's just (laughs) funny how that shifted but I just kept going. It's funny when I look back in hindsight, like I was really driven towards it and it came to fruition quickly. Yeah. Well, cause I think when you decide something, like when you're like, this is it, this is what I want, you decide it and then it just kind of happens. Absolutely. Right? Which yeah. is, we'll talk about that. Kind of a little bit of manifesting, a little bit of just following the things that are 
nagging at you. you. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there's always these things that are like, oh, hey, you should do this. And you're like, well, what if this and that? But you didn't do the what if. You're like, okay, let's do this. Let's go. Yeah. Um, did you know any other super su- successful like healers? Okay, so I referenced my mentor earlier. Wonderful lady. Uh, I'm not going to say her name because I don't want this part. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was told when I was training, um, she was very adamant. If you want to be a healer, you're not going to have a lot of money. You'll probably always have to have a second job because you have your son. Um, so this is more of a hobby, something you do for because you're passionate about it, not for money. And she was fine because she was married and lived like her husband made an income. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, again, it was one of those nagging feelings like that is not my truth. Like, yeah. First of all, I don't want to work another job, then take more time with my son and come, you know, yeah. do another job. Like, I'm going to charge what I'm worth, and I'm going to be successful. And I have a, a well over six-figure business. Yeah. So, honestly, I am such an advocate for you decide what's your truth, not taking on other people's truths. She was an amazing healer, but she had money blocks that I didn't have to adhere to. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, and I think that's that's something that really has spoken to me all the time. Like my parents, I grew up with a very, like you work hard for your money. Um, my dad was amazing, but he was, uh, he was an accountant and there was a lot of like, you have to work hard for your money. You spend all my money and all this. So I've had to really work with a lot of money blocks, but I also have, there's always been this thing inside me that said like, if you love this, you'll be fine. Yeah. So just do it. And like, that's how I got here. That's how I first started doing hair. Like, there was nobody that was like, this is a great career. You should do it. I just <laughs> thought like, you know what? I really like this and I want to spend my days doing things that I love. And I think that that's so important. And it's something that like, we're really taught to just kind of go down this path and do what's right. And you have to listen to yourself and sometimes wake up to those stories and those yeah. situations. Right? Unlearn some of the things that don't serve you. Because yeah. I have a question for you now. Okay. Now that you are, so Kristen has done hair for how many years? 15. Teen-ish? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the last two years we've been on this uh, healing journey, or the, I don't know, healing uh, meditation workshop journey. Sorry, yeah. I'm trying yeah, to find yeah. a word for it. Um, Career shift. Yes. And so you're <laughs> making a shift. How have you felt making the shift? Because you knew you could make money doing hair. Yeah. And now that you're doing this, what's what's it been like? Um, I mean, it's been great. I think it's one of those things like I made the decision and things happened. So when I was pregnant with Ozzy, my fourth, that was when I referenced to like being back on that hamster wheel and I was working like 12 hour days, a lot of days I would come home and, you know, I'm standing, my feet would hurt. I feel like my body was like, Hey, (laughs) stop. (laughs) So I, I felt like I was, when I was with my kids, I wasn't present. I was annoyed at my husband because like, I'm like, you should have picked up more. But now I see that it was just all these things like, things aren't right. Right. (laughs) So I just, I can like distinctly remember sitting on the couch and going like, no, done, not doing this. So I sat down, I like reworked my hours and I didn't know that this was actually because I was eventually going on this journey. But I think if I had, if this part hadn't happened, I wouldn't have gotten there. I wouldn't have had the time or the space to think about it. Oh, so I sat down, I reworked my hours, and I also said, I'm not, I'm gonna cut my hours, but I'm not cutting my pay. And it happened. Like, I worked half the time, made the same amount of money. Amazing. And that's probably when you really let go of that story that you have to work hard to have money. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, I get to enjoy my life. And then, 
um, I was still, I was teaching a lot. So that was where it was, I hadn't quite connected that dot of like, okay, like my, I switched my hours, like work feels better. What's happening that I don't like. And it was shifting. I love to teach. So I was like, I don't want to let go of teaching, um, hair because I love to teach. But then I just, it was like, I had this wake up call of like, no, I don't want to teach hair. I want to teach people how to be with themselves. And I was around, you know, hairdressers who were also working 12 hours because that's a very common story in that world is that you have to work, 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 work. And I was like, I want to open this up and show them that they don't have to. So that was my first workshop was with hairdressers okay. uh-huh. and like, Hey guys, when was the last time you sat with your thoughts? Cause we're, I mean, we're taking in a lot of people's things all through the day as well. Like listening to what everyone's going through. And a lot of times like not sharing what we're going through and so that was the initial space and it I felt like I felt so many shifts in there that I was like I feel like you should do this for more and I had people reach out and were like can you do this for regular people and I'm like I, I guess so why not <laughs> hairdressers only <laughs> only hairdressers get this healing circle <laughs> um but now you've kind of even cut down even more on your hairdressing hours. Yes. So then, so then I realized if I want to do this, when I made this, once again, when I made the decision, okay, I want to do this, I need more space. Like, cause I don't want to lose the time with my kids. I don't want to lose. I like being a mom and I do like having a clean house. And I realized like, I have to actually have time for those things too, which I don't think I realized before. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, if this has to work, I have to cut out more time. And I also was like, this is going to happen. I'm going to get more opportunities to make steady, great money doing healing, yoga, breath work, all the things. And it's happened. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. I love like uh, manifesting is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's so cool. It's like, you realize you have this power and then you just have to use it because it's kind of a scary thing at first. Like, Oh, do I, can I just say that? (laughs) But you really can yeah um does that answer that that does no you did amazing um okay so you why why do you feel like you want to do more group stuff how about that how you know after you've built this very successful Mm one-on-one well it came okay so i had so many clients asking like do you know anywhere that teaches meditation do you know anywhere because once they kind of woke up and started working on their own stuff they wanted more than just you know Mm one-on-one sessions and so that, like, once, you know, the opportunity was presented with you, I was like, well, yes, they need this. Yeah. And then I started doing it with you, doing it, uh, <laughs> teaching with you. <laughs> and I feel so alive after. Um, I am such a proponent for listening to your body. And when I get done teaching the group stuff or, like, when we get off those Zoom calls, I feel high. Totally. Like, elated. And I'm like, okay, this is my body saying this is it. This is where you should be. And so I'm just chasing the high. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I know it's right. Oh my gosh. Isn't that so true though? I, and I, I want everyone to know this. Like yeah. if you're doing something and you finish and you feel like, woo, that's like your body's like, yep, this is it. Alignment. Yes. That's true alignment. Now, if you're leaving every day and you're like, oh, I'm drained. I just feel grouchy. I feel this. That's your body saying you need to shift something. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the tiredness I felt after working, which I may not have felt before was my body being like, okay, you like your feet hurt, your shoulder hurts, your wrist hurts. Hey, it's time (laughs) to do something different. But I think so many of us are conditioned to like power through. And a lot of us don't really take breaks until our body screams at us Mm -hmm. or until we're sick. So, I mean, 
learning that you're worthy of pleasure and joy just for being, you don't have to wait till you're sick to take a break is massive. Yeah. That was like, that was definitely one of the big lessons I learned in Norway because they get them six weeks of vacation Amazing. and every single person I had uh, in my chair in Norway would be like, where are you going this summer for vacation? Where as like, I was used to more of like, uh, you're going out of town. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That falls on my week. I was like, well, wait, what? <laughs> well, even think about it this way. When you were going to take your maternity leave, were you here with any of the babies? Cause that's when they're like, well, what do you, you're going to take time off with oh, your baby? What yeah, you? <laughs> I did. I had, that was a huge difference. So I had two there and then two here. And I was like, Oh my gosh, can I take, <laughs> it was like, I luckily I knew I'm like, I can take eight weeks, but that was like crazy in my world to take that much time. Cause people are like, um, back. I'm like, you're going to be fine. Right. <laughs> I'm going to set you up with people who would take care of you. But it's just, it, that really taught me like you're allowed to rest without being sick. You, if you are tired and feeling like you need to like, just be with yourself, you can have a day wanting to just because it's okay. No guilt. <laughs> Love that. Um, well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's a lot of us. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll find out more as we go. We just really wanted to introduce ourselves, why we're doing this podcast, um, why we're working together, (laughs) um, give you guys kind of a taste of what, I mean, we're going to go deeper into spiritual topics each week. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you so much. And until next time. Oh, also, yes, we decided we wanted to give you a mantra at the end of every episode. So this one, I think we should do. I'm safe to choose myself and listen to my body. I love it. So become aware when you feel that nagging, like go, go, go feeling stop, breathe and say, I'm safe to choose myself and listen to my body.